Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40k's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplotte as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Del Borbeck as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band have found their next destination, Eli survived his experience in the machine and is fully recovered. Atticus was troubled but held back during the treatment, and Valentine found a need for a carapace in inquisitorial storage and assigned Morgan to get it. What will happen now that Morgan requested Atticus's help but is being sent in with Eli instead? Find out next, in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the Employee Handbook on Hearthold Holds it is very important that every single item, no matter how exotic, heretical, or mundane, is properly accounted for. We're not running some kind of rumpus bin. We're running an important archive of inquisitorial findings, artifacts, weapons, tools of great power, and everything in between. The following 3,281 pages will give you a wonderful idea of exactly how to catalog everything. Now remember to read it very carefully, for missing items will not be tolerated. If you were to read this book, you would note that the spine is mysteriously uncracked. Morgan, you've been tasked with, uh, you know, a simple smash and grab. You know, old hat, you got to rob the Inquisition in their giant fortress on a planet dedicated to the Inquisition uh, to serve your new Inquisitor. Um, you know, nice to have purpose, but maybe not Maybe not this one. Um, Valentine has instructed you uh, to take Eli and to uh, raid the, the archive uh, of uh, Harthold, the Inquisitorial Fortress here on Last Gleaming. Um, the best way to, to think of this archive is not like a, a, a cool, sexy, well-organized thing, um, but rather the lost luggage uh, at an airport um, where, you know, things are are put on like a, an evidence storage locker or something where it's just like things are theoretically tagged and kind of just tucked away uh, in the hopes that whoever left them will, will come back for them at some point. Uh, honestly, you and Eli are kind of objects like that yourselves, uh, just discarded by the Inquisition and Excuse left. Excuse me. Okay, uh, Morgan, uh, you are like this. Eli fair. is just a wasted drunkard. Um, hey. That's more like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone read my business card. Um, so uh, you, this this mandate has just come down. Um, you are aware that the uh, the archive is on site. Um, it is uh, it's within Harthold itself. Uh, it services all the different branches of the Inquisition. Uh, your target, however, uh, belongs to uh, the Ordo Hereticus. It is a uh, a large uh, chunk of of Tyranid carapace armor um, that has been uh, you know uh, the best way to think of it visually for us is um, if you've gone to a museum and seen like part of a dinosaur skeleton, it's kind of that situation where. You know, um, it's it's part of the shell of kind of a, a, a Tyranid's, uh, a, a big old Nid's body. Um, and uh, if you can obtain this for Valentine, he may have a chance at trading it uh, to the fine fine folks at Ordos, Xenos, uh, who might have uh, the technology he needs to improve on Gideon Kotob's mad science. Um, so... You've just been tasked with this. Um, Valentine and Atticus, this will delay um, leaving the planet temporarily, but I think Valentine, based on your priorities and uh, the interest you have in making sure that this uh, this happens for you, I don't think that's a huge concern to you. 
And Atticus, of course, where Valentine goes, you will follow any anywhere that he tells you to, Aww. like a Gilmore girl. Um, it's just like that Gilmore girl. Yeah, just just like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really liked when they burned all the heretics in Stars Hollow. It yeah. was great. Sad to see Kirk die, but otherwise it was fine. Um, so <laughs> um, we'll get to you guys in a second. Um, but Morgan, given that you've been tasked with this, uh, this this kind of this is this is kind of your show to run. Yep. Um, so you don't have a lot of information yet. Uh, the good news is because you've been welcomed into the retinue by Valentine, um, who is recognized as an inquisitor here at Hearthold, um, you you do have access to uh, to the same sort of resources that a, a member of a retinue might have access to. So it's not like your days on the street where you're just kind of like making do with whatever you've got. Um, you're empowered as you were briefly under Kanehurst uh, to, to kind of make a go of this. Um, all you know is that the archive is somewhere on site and that there is, is missing luggage in it. Um, how would you like to approach this and how do you want to work with Eli on it? Okay, here's my plan. My plan is <laughs> to, the, I think the, the most prep work would be to kind of scan through the archive of, because Valentine also mentioned like he wanted to grab other things possibly. But basically I think the, the gist is she wants to scan through the archive and find if there's anything that was attached to Kanehurst. And if Kanehurst's name is on it, because she could be like, we, Kanehurst's rest of his retinue now works for Valentine. So technically all that stuff should go to Valentine because we work for him. And she's gonna tell Eli, here's the list of stuff. Go tell them to send the stuff to Valentine's ship. And she by herself is going to sneak in and switch the tags from the thing that he wants to one of Kanehurst's things. Because to her, the best way to get it out is through the most proper channels with the least fiddling. She doesn't want to escape with an object. She wants it to be delivered to Valentine's ship properly out of the Inquisition. So all she wants to do is sneak in and switch the tags. And I think while she's sending Eli to go get the thing, which she is not going to tell him, like, that that's what's going on. She's like, here's the list. Go get the shit on the list. She's going to leave Toby with Eli as a lookout so she can tell what's the timing and when he's at the front of the place and then meanwhile sneak in and she's going to put on all her clandestine gear so that she can be extra sneaky and sneak in there and it's either going to be get in a door and and pick the lock of the door or find a vent or another room to get in or sneak behind someone whatever it happens to be easiest looking when doing that so that's that's my plan. <laughs> and in that way, it because Valentine told her, like, don't get caught. And if you get caught, I won't help you. She's done it in a bubble that Eli doesn't know what's going on. Valentine doesn't know what's going on. So if she gets caught, she can make up her own shit about what's going on. So that's my plan. <laughs> that's a very good plan. I like it. Damn. Hell yeah. Yeah, well, well done. And to think, we recorded the previous episode mere moments ago. So oh, however, yeah. could you instant, have, instant. A week ago at most. Oh, baby Miles has gone to college. Um, <laughs> Had a lot of time to sit on yeah. this plan. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Um, amazing. Okay, uh, I love that. So just to recap um, for, for my brain and mm -hmm. I think for, for kind of how we slot Eli in then, um, main steps of the plan mechanically um, you need to figure out some way to scan the archive uh, to determine what of Kanehurst's remaining material is there. Yeah, um, so Morgan there, and Eli will both do that. Yeah, we'll, yep, yeah, 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 for sure. So you have to figure out kind of how best to to like access the Dewey Decimal System, um, yes. do a proper proper library scan. Um, mm -hmm. From there, um, Eli is going to be in charge of getting um, all Kanehurst's uh, shit all aboard the um, uh, Marnie's song. Um, mm -hmm. But before, as you send him, you're going to be rushing in to try and switch the tags of the Telium. So you're also kind of in a weird race against time against Eli. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and I and I I can definitely talk. We can talk that out. But I'll have some notes for Eli as to how to. I I, I would like to to hear those notes. Uh, so, <laughs> um, where would you like take Eli aside? Like, what's the equivalent of uh, you know, the dark conspiracy pub um <laughs> you know like that, that dark booth in the back it's only for for foul deeds or like the betrayal garden game of thrones like where 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 would you pull uh pull eli uh, to have this conversation 
I don't think it's anywhere, anywhere specific. I think she's trying to be extra casual about it because she's not telling him half the plan. So it would be like if they're all if they're all hanging out on the ship discussing all of these things, she would just, you know, just pull him aside in a hallway in the middle of everything, you know. Great. And, and sorry, uh, on that note, Valentine, would you have t- returned to the ship at this point or would you still be hanging out in Hardhold? Uh, he'd have returned to the ship. He's got to gear up and figure out what's on board. He's got to get the alcohol stowed. He's got a bunch <laughs> of other shit that he's got to deal with. Also, with Triseus shifting over to the ship, mm-hmm. that's his primary source of intel. So he's got some shit he wants to look up while Borgen's distracted. Gotcha. Okay, great. Um, and Atticus, I think we'll say then that you're kind of on, on like, not quite guard duty, but kind of overwatch outside. Um, Gideon Kotov is moving a lot of shit aboard. Uh, so I imagine that's something you'd want to keep an eye on. Yep, um, if you weren't going to say it, I was. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, okay, so we'll, we'll deal with that in a moment. Um, great. Okay, so Morgan, you pull Eli aside uh, in, uh, in the hallways of this unfamiliar ship uh to to fill him in on your your brilliant scheme i would just be like eli the inquisitor has a task for you before we leave and she'll like reach in his coat and pull out his data slate that's like she knows where he keeps it in his pocket and like hand it to him like here i emailed you these things and be like you need to go down to the inquisitorial storage and you need to pick up all the things that canehurst has left there Obviously, they belong to us now. So go down there, tell them what you want. You know, take your time, tell them some war stories, and Toby will go with you and keep you company. All right? Sounds kind of like you're trying to pawn me off for a while. I don't even go tell them war stories. What are you talking about? Talking like I go on and on about stuff. (laughs) Do this. Exactly this, Eli. Go take your time because wait, you take know. my t- take my all yes. right. How much time? Mm. Clearly, you don't it, want to tell me whatever the hell's going on here. Take your time, and if you're going too fast, Toby will let you know. How about that? And how's he gonna let me know? Toby just goes, Scree! Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will. Ah, I'll take my time. All right. Easy. Easy wait. for you. I know you can do it. Okay, so wait. I have to get the stuff? Yes. I have get... to find the stuff and then get it. Yes. And, and get then it brought back it... to the ship. Yes, exactly. Have it delivered to the ship. <sighs> and do not take no for an answer. So the things we're doing for this Valentine go from scanning my brain in a deadly procedure to just menial chores uh, exactly i mean it is the inquisition you life in the inquisition in- precisely all right. all right good man pet give chest pats on this man yeah yeah go get going <laughs> and eli eli trudges off muttering to himself i don't go on and on i don't just talk about war all the time talking about uh Amazing. checking the data slate Toby follows. Uh, I love the idea that like Morgan's all about stealth and then has a bird that can only communicate with like <laughs> large broken electronic screeches. Deafening <laughs> screeches. That's yeah. why he's not going on the sneaky part. <laughs> he's going on the scouting part. This is a separate thing. <laughs> Great. So um Morgan, what is uh, what is the what does your sneaking suit look like? Uh, we've seen you in kind of mm-hmm. your civilian uh bartender gear. Mm-hmm. Um but you've got like a bunch of cool shit that we just haven't seen yet. Uh what what's the next costume, just to make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, when the new Happy Meal comes out, we have enough costumes <laughs> the, the for the, the Morgan Rawls toys. Yeah, so it actually is like her her fancy outfit is part of the whole thing. She just has another jacket that goes on top that looks like a long duster that's kind of a reddish color. And then she also pulls on a, a holster that then connects to her belt that also has gear on it. But the jacket has like a, um, a hood, but it's a camel, camel, oh, I can't say it. Cameline coating Camelia jacket. Line. Camelia, Camelia line. line. I remember line. having to say that. Yeah, I know. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. But it's that, so it can make her invisible. So, 
it looks like a nice fancy jacket, but it has that coating on top of it. Oh, so that I see. Yeah. It looks like a normal, all of her outfit looks like normal attire, but kind of doubles as that sneaking in extra gear. Basically. Okay, brilliant. Uh, that's awesome. That, also, just mechanically, that's much nicer than like, uh, you know, the Spider-Man problem of just <laughs> yeah. like, I carry a, a, a duffel bag wherever I go. Um, okay, awesome. So having started that out, um, uh, Morgan, uh, you go in search of, now, I'm sorry, I guess I should ask, uh, given that you and Eli have exited separately, um, did you send him to go try and scan the archives for the, uh, the Kainthurst gear, or are you going to do that? Yeah, I think you're going to leave it to him and hopefully he can find one thing. And then Toby is like, hello, I'm watching the things you find and that will be the thing I steal. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Uh, so the two of you set off to do that. Hi, friends. It's Ryan here, your resident producer with Dum Dums and Dice. And I also voice characters that you've heard and I GM season two. And I am here to invite you to help support us producing this show and all of our other shows through our Patreon for Dum Dums and Dice. You can go to patreon.com slash dice and support us today. And it makes a world of difference. Plus, if you join, you get exciting things. We have a fan exclusive discord. We do weekly tableside video chats. You get advanced access to episodes and the videos before the rest of the public do. You can submit names for places, people, and things that pop up in the shows. You can create your own NPCs that interact with our parties on an ongoing basis. You can get special thank yous. Heck, if you if you want, we can even do one-shot adventures with you or start up a series with you. Just patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Please support us today. It will save us from a grim, dark future so we can keep making the show for you in a grim, dark future. Meanwhile, uh, back aboard Marnie's song, uh, Valentine, um, you've got uh, Ivanikov with you, and uh, he is very happy um, to see kind of uh, just how how tricked out uh, Marnie's song is. You, uh, the, the ship is um, mostly repaired. Uh, Grimley's been doing some good work while you've been gone, um, particularly after the kind of like possible kill order was lifted. <laughs> like, oh, no, you are on the level. Cool. Uh, so that helps a little bit. Um, but um, for uh, Traseus, this is like, a, a, this is a good posting um, because uh, Billingberg, like, you know, he invested heavily in, in this vehicle. So uh, Vanikoth is, you know, eyes wide, uh, just taking it all in as uh, the two of you uh, make your way aboard the ship. Excellent. Uh, Valentine will say to him, in these coming hours, I have a task for you. And then in the coming days, I have a greater task. But short term, while, uh, oh, I guess Morgan Rawls isn't around. Well, then, I, I have a task for you, friend. I know that she was involved with a quarantine world and a case that Kanehurst was involved in that involved the reason for that quarantine and perhaps a cult that was linked. I need to understand Morgan Rawls' motivations because I can only lead a team that is well-motivated towards a correct direction, and I don't believe she will tell me the truth ever. So I need you to find said truth. I need to know Morgan Roll's origin story, as it were, as much as you can find, uh, and any other psychological profiles or anything that could perhaps reveal some truth. Um, and uh, he, uh, he kind of like sucks air through his teeth uh, for a moment and says, uh, uh in Kosatara, you know, I w would love to uh, get you this information. You know, I love to uh, to to find these facts for you. Uh, the problem is with uh, Kane Hart's not uh, being here, not having uh, his ship here. There's uh, yeah, how you say uh, fewer access to his uh, his data files, to his his logs, and uh, not much is known about uh, Morgan Rawls uh, nor Eli Sharp. I looked into both of them for you uh, back when you were trying to figure out where they were, and there isn't a lot. Now, I, it's not to say I, I won't try, I will look, but uh, it would be a, uh, if I were to say that it was uh, done in triangles of purple, perhaps, it would be a many triangle kind of task uh, for me. Uh, you know, I'm a visual learner that way. Uh, but, All right, uh, then, 
perhaps attempt that in one could say a more passive way. I have a different obsession for you that I need an incredible deep dive on. So our friend uh, Gideon Kotov, who's joining the crew, has done a lot of work with uh, brain scanning uh, and reproducing the minds of people and also, as he has admitted, inserting parts of himself into those minds. I would like you to rapidly become an expert in the template technology so we could, let's say, spot if Gideon Kotov took a scan of some member of this crew, myself or others of my team, uh, and identify if he had altered the personality to suit his own gains before we... I don't know, copy it into a couple of dozen agents spread throughout the Imperium. Yeah, that would not be great. Uh, one of him is already a lot. Uh, several of him is still too many. Uh, that is very concerning. So you are saying he uses uh, his uh, his identity as uh, part of his own uh, his personality, his brain uh, to to fill in the gaps in his in his scans. Yes, it, it would appear so. Uh, at least uh, his own voice and some other belief structures that I believe he had mentioned inserting into other clients. If I was going to create someone to be uh, a hero of the Imperium, perhaps with the Emperor's life on the line, I don't want Gideon Kotov in the fucking brain of the hero. That is not great. That is uh, the wrong driver for a good vehicle, you know. Uh, he's he's stepping on the gas when he wants to break. He is committing heresy left and right. Uh, yeah, no, uh, fuck that noise. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> I have to uh, investigate our new friend uh, and see what her history is uh, without any of the uh, technology uh, available. Um Dig into know, a dead Inquisitor's old file. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I, I know okay, it's passive. Okay, I yes, just, yes. I, I must log these things, yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to become a, an expert on uh, uh, strange heretical technologies that uh, should not exist. Okay, uh, anything else I can do for you, Inquisitor? You mentioned uh, there was the two big tasks. Is there another task I need to know, or is it good for now? No, those are the two. Uh, and if you don't think you'll have tremendous success looking into Morgan, because I do know that you've done that, I, I hoped additional information might help. But otherwise, there is always look. Uh, there's a chance. Yes, there's always a chance. I, I do not mean to say that it is beyond the capabilities of uh, of, of uh, this uh, adept uh, for you, Inquisitor. Uh, I just merely want to set the expectation. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, under under promise over deliver is I believe the the corporate term here is the Inquisition. Uh, they they say that in a lot of our training. Um, otherwise, they just kill us, uh, as as you know. Uh, so let me look into this for you. I will see what I can find. Uh, but uh, if I cannot find anything about Morgan, perhaps I can find something about this uh, this colony you mentioned. Uh, that action of that sort, unless it was done by uh, the Adeptus, uh, by uh, Astartes themselves, is uh, often a little bit easier to find, you know? Yeah, as long yes, as it is not locked away in the mind of some librarian somewhere, it is a lot easier to find, yes? Yes, yes, excellent. That's excellent. And I will tell you, when it comes to the brain scan search, I will be applying another devious mind uh, when she becomes available. Okay, that sounds good to me. Uh, I will leave you to that. Uh, also, this is a very nice ship. Uh, thank you so much for bringing me aboard this. I was getting very tired of that sad, sad fortress. Um, and just humming a little tune, he, uh, he he makes his way off. And you can you can see he's already like, his countenance has changed the minute he's no longer talking to you. He's just like clearly folded in on himself to try and figure out sort of like what he can do um and and what he can uh what he can sort um is there anything else you'd want to do uh sort of in the immediate sense here valentine or are you just going to kind of get settled and wait for answers uh he would confirm that his orders about alcohol being removed from the ship were carried out mm -hmm. he would make sure that eli's weapons were all put in a locker that only valentine could open and then he would settle himself it's like Two promises made by an Inquisitor, and then he can settle and just do stuff. Uh, the Oh, actually, the other thing he would do is put together a report of everything he does not need from uh, uh, Billingberg's stuff, mm -hmm. any, any extraneous parts of Billingberg's empire that are not Xenos-related because he needs those for negotiation. But any other low-level shit, it all goes to Davian Mutis. That guy did not blow us up, and Valentine is, is like, mm -hmm. I promised him a report. He's got to give him a bunch of people to go set on fire, so he's going to pick those carefully. Okay, 
Great. Um, all right. So uh, you you uh, sort of go um, go to get get some things done, um, uh, trusting as as you often do in in your various cat's paws, uh, and the the hope that they can achieve what you yourself cannot. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Eli, you are setting out to achieve what they themselves cannot. Uh, you need to figure out um, what of Kanehurst's stuff might be uh, in in storage. Uh, you are a little feeling a little bit sore uh, after Morgan's, uh, you know, broad characterization of your 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 you know reminiscences about the horrors of war. And given that in the forty-first millennium there is only war. 31st millennium? Whatever it is. I'm the 41st. 41st? Yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because 20th Century Fox, we got there. Uh, so the 41st <laughs> uh, millennium where there's only war, like, what the fuck else is there to talk about? You know? There's, no. You gotta you gotta tell people about the stories. They need to know. Um, how uh, how would Eli go about trying to find Kane Hurst's, uh, for lack of a better term, forgotten luggage? Um... Well, the first thing Eli would do was look at be look at his data slate and be like, "All right, well, the hell did Morgan find? <laughs> what does she want me to do?" It's like, our, where do I? Where's this building? What do I have to go to?" Like, it's just it's like, <laughs> the basics first. Where do what I a, need to go? <laughs> what a curmudgeon! And he he's it. doing this as he's like literally like I have to realize as he's doing this, he's like tromping around. <laughs> Everybody knows it. it. Um. Cool. Okay. Well, so uh, Morgan, let's go to you then for a dice roll uh, to see what you were able to give Eli, um, given your kind of the the limited time you were able to put into pulling information together for him, but also being aware that he probably needs something to go on. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say this is probably a inclined to say a, a streetwise. Yeah, I think that's probably the best one we can go with okay. here. Okay, can do that. Because I think in this case, it's more so just knowing like what would the soft spots be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, giving him a map. Yeah, and a map. Uh, I'm going to make this uh, just a difficulty of. Um, and sorry to be clear, this is uh, if you roll extraordinarily well on this, it's like here's the map, and also here's like items I bet you can find mm-hmm. if it's. Horror, it's here's the More map. Steps. Go find yeah. some stuff. Like, <laughs> <Right>. you know, <laughs> uh, step one, go here. Step two, eh. um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say this is difficulty three. Um, okay. You have access to Inquisition files, but unfortunately, you do not have uh, classification status for um, Kanehurst because you are part of the Valentine uh, retinue now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from story points, it's been a million and a half years since we last recorded. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say uh, three and two in your favor. Cool. You're, you're well, a generous god. Uh, yeah, oh, well. I'm going to use one right off the top then. Cool. Use the story point because it's like, this is nice. the plan. This was her plan that she arranged. I th- feel like this is flowing into that. Like this is her pre-planning situation. Yep, like that. Yeah. Uh, you can have a boost for having uh, just sort of broad access. Um, mm-hmm. You didn't have to ha- hack anything to get this information, which right. is like a nice treat. Uh, yeah, and I think most of the setback I would give you is actually characterized in that uh, difficulty. The that difficulty. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll roll it. I got six successes. That's it. Well, okie dokie then. <laughs> Here's <it>. your map. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, being able to to click into the system, uh, Morgan, you're able to very easily kind of um, uh, pull together a map of, of uh, like, exactly where to go, um, mm-hmm. as well as uh, accessing um, an old uh, an old file you had from, like, kind of back when you were running errands for, for Kanehurst. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know exactly what was being delivered or shipped in and out, but you're able to pull up probably some like dates um, that could narrow the the search um, for for Eli. Um, and basically, it's like uh, Eli, as you look through the, these documents, it really is you know like a parent sending you to school with like <laughs> the instructions for how to put together the the various lunch pieces. Yeah. It's like 
I didn't want the bread to get soggy, but I also don't trust you to make this sandwich. So (laughs) (laughs) it's all individually wrapped. But I'm going to tell you how it happens. Um, So I think uh, somewhat begrudgingly, uh, you get incredibly clear instructions uh, from from Morgan. Well, it's like, yeah, Eli definitely like he had a moment where he he looked around being like, no sign for the archive. But then like (laughs) immediately looked to the data pad for directions from Morgan and was definitely kind of like. Yeah, a little salty that, like, she's given him such clear instructions, just like a goddamn previous member of the (laughs) Navy. I've worked as an inquisitorial agent before. Like, (laughs) both things. (laughs) I think it's also very, it's, like, bullet-pointed and itemized of, like, try this. If that doesn't work, try this. Here you go. (laughs) Like a flow chart. Like, did that work? (laughs) Yes. Well, I'll go here. Did that work? No. Try this step. Exactly. That's funny. Uh, the, The first instruction is just, like, you're probably looking for a sign for the archive. There isn't one. <laughs> it's like, uh, right. So, um, Eli, uh, you begrudgingly, like having uh, checked the tablet, uh, can see that uh, the the archive itself is um, held in the what would have been like the cold cellar um, mm. beneath Harthold. Um, so one of the the kind of massive converted facilities. Now that Harthold has become kind of a hive. In, mm-hmm. like, or is that at least at the center of, of a hive? Um, food can be brought in safely from outlying buildings. It doesn't need to be made in the basement anymore. So food itself is stored offsite. Um, and as a result, uh, they're able to turn um, the sort of massive larders of uh, the old fortress um, to, to slightly more useful um, and protected uh, purposes. That well, said, uh, the catch with this is that it is deep, deep, deep inside the fortress. So there's kind of a checkpoint that um, isn't quite like a reception because that's sort of the wrong term, um, but a security mm-hmm. checkpoint um, mm-hmm. for access. To, and you guys encountered this. Uh, well, I'm sorry, you weren't with them, but Atticus and, and Valentine encountered this on their way in, which is just like because the various Ordos operations are on different levels. There's very much like, you know, um, you see it in a lot of like the the office towers downtown in Toronto where it's like you need a key card to get into the elevator bay and then you need a right. key card to access the floor you're going to because there's lots of other floors that are important that aren't for you. Um, so the good news for you, though, Eli, is um, if there is one thing, you know, it's like weird military bureaucracy like this is. This is not uncommon um, for for ship life uh, yeah. for everything to be ordered in this way. So not not entirely surprising, uh, but uh, but somewhat frustrating. But I what used is- to hold the keys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And maybe one day you will again. Um, what's your uh, what's your your what's what do you think Eli's approach for this is? Um, not like what you actually do as you walk up, but like what's he planning on doing before he arrives? Um, he's planning just on being. Very straightforward. I mean, there's no, there's nothing to hide here. This is completely above board. This is his former inquisitor, and his inqu- former inquisitor's dead. New inquisitor. Like this, all is very like clear cut to him. So in his mind, there's really no reason why there should be any significant barriers to this, aside from like the stupid bureaucracy of uh you know, Ordos, Ordo Hereticus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that what we were part of? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that's why, uh, Valentine yeah. didn't feel so good robbing them. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like him robbing them. Someone else robbing them. Like, yeah. So, um, Eli definitely like has an understanding of how annoying it can be, but there's ways around it. Okay. Great. And whatever Morgan's doing, Morgan's doing, who knows? Who knows indeed. So, uh, Morgan, I would like to know, um, what is, uh, what is your approach? So Eli, you can see kind of like, you know, you get the, the, well, I, 40k technologies and such that you'd get like a, someone who's opened your file, uh, notification, um, but you send Eli off of this data slab. You switched into your sneaking gear. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you planning on on sneaking down there? You have access to the same information uh, based on that role that Eli does. So you're aware of the the, the sort of cold cellar, um, the elevator situation. How are you planning on getting down there? 
Yeah, I think based on the map, if there's another way down, like if this cold cellar attached to another room at some point, or there's other locked areas, I think trying just trying to get in to the storage area is as quickly and simply as possible, whether that's like, ah, there's a hatch in the floor above I will go down, or mm. there's a locked door that is attached to some other place. Yeah. Just trying to find another, whatever swiftest, easiest way in to the actual area where all the storage shit is, is, gotcha. is what she's trying to do. Okay, so the absolute easiest is to just straight shot down the uh, like down the elevator shaft. Um, but uh, shy of that, it because it was a cold storage, um, it was attached to the old kitchens. So mm -hmm. you can basically, like there's not a stairwell that leads directly to it, but if you were to kind of go like fast stealth through a bunch of rooms, um, mm -hmm. you could you could descend uh, down that way. So let's go ahead with a, yeah, a stealth roll then to see so, how you do on, on so that on my stealth roll um uh if i'm considered not able to be seen i have a com the camille camellio line coding never gonna get that right hey, it's cool no, I'm just glad I don't have to yep i also have uh a a stummer which makes there no sound and it adds one boost unless no one can see me then it adds three boost so if no one can see me because I'm invisible because of my jacket, there's that. Fuck so, yeah. That I like that you basically made my like Adam Jensen build from Deus Ex. Like, <laughs> no one can hear me and I'm invisible. Fly, fly. <laughs> What's I'm a battle? Buffs. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, cool. I'm trying to live here. <laughs> this, is, this is just all it is. Trying to survive. Oh, well, well. <laughs> Look, if this show has taught me anything, it's that PCs never die. Uh, yeah, I only said the first half of cloak. season one. Um, okay, so Del, you're absolutely yeah. uh, unseen for this. That's totally cool. fair because you're, you're then, kind of like approaching this in your own yeah. way. So you can just take all those fucking dice. Um, cool. <laughs> I'm going to make this a difficulty of uh, four because of this, the, the amount of rooms you need to get through and the yep. speed at which you're trying to get through them. That's fair. Mm, do I want to eat through all of our dice or not? That's the question. <laughs> I mean, you did just say you want to live. I, I mean, Valentine live. sent you off on your own, so he doesn't have a say right. in what dice no, he uses. No, I'm not doing it. Eli taking the dice. To, yeah, I made it safe for no everybody resistance. else. Is my <laughs> attempt. All right, so I'm going to use a story point then. <laughs> Would you like to do that too, Tom? What? No, I'm not. No, no? I'm just going to hold right. story dice. All like right, a fucking dice dragon. Okay, so here we go. And this gives me three boost, and also the the coat gives two auto advantage. So Ooh. that's that's where we're going with yeah. this. We'll roll the dice. <laughs> the end result: five successes, six advantages. Oh, I am sneak. God. I am the knight. <laughs> How many dice did you roll? I rolled two green, three yellow, three boost, two auto advantage Fuck. versus four. And just as it, I also have a clip drop harness and a grapnel in line. So if she finds that place that she could drop down, just like clip drop, I am in the. Well, I think thing. with that roll, we can just so say cool. that. Yes. yes. Fast roping down elevator shafts and shit. I feel like you're basically a game's done quick where someone just clips through the edge of a map <laughs> and then just flies <laughs> yes. the finale. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. This I is think my strat. Okay. You just, you just <laughs> have all the dice and you try real hard. <laughs> uh yeah del you uh morgan is, is you know it, it just like stealth character at the height of their powers in a movie or video game um just full-on you know every time someone walks through a room you're you know dropping behind cover you're moving past them um you know you 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 hear the um the castilian uh or sorry not the castilian I'm reading a lot of pirate books right now, so that's just floating around <laughs> in my head. Um, uh, Lyriel Asher um, complaining to some of the servants. And again, like nice. at this point, he is a servant. Yeah. There's just this weird, like, the boy king complaining to the other servants, but like still pretending that he's got status. And they're like, we hate you. Um, so he's just complaining about like all the disruptions um, and how unfair it is and how, you know, back in grandmama's day and like you just 
whisk past uh, whining creates amazing sound cover um, and uh, then eventually yeah there's like a probably like a, a dumb waiter situation that leads down to the um, uh, the, the storage and uh, you just grapnel fast line zip down that um, and you drop into um, a uh, a large uh, messy room um, and uh, again like I mentioned just right off the top um, the sort of evidence locker vibe where it's a lot of like wireframe um, uh, shelving and, and other things. Very much kind of a, an industrial attempt at like, okay, we just need maximum space down here. Um, you can certainly see the old shelves. It's almost like a, if you imagine like a catacomb. So there's, mm. you know, um, things have been carved into the sort of the bedrock and stone um for the sort of original purposes of the fortress and those are full of fucking luggage too um but they've added more and more stuff to a point where it is just an overcrowded um space um dropping down uh morgan you see um there are uh, several uh, servitors who are just kind of like going up and down the rows they're not really patrolling um but uh you can see just kind of like long almost receipt paper length scrolls just trailing off various machines on them uh, as they're desperately cataloging and recataloging everything um these sort of receipt scrolls are tangled um it seems like these servitors have just been at this forever and likely will be at it forever um and as a result um you know in, in, in cinematically we often have like mist coming up to the floor in this case it's just like tangled receipts um of of kind of where everything is and, and what it is um and uh, above it all, um, you can uh, you can just hear um, a uh, voice uh, saying like everything in its place, everything in its place, uh, and just kind of like banging, uh, almost like a metronome um, style rhythm. Um, and uh, sort of at distance, you can see there's a small kind of admin front admin desk uh, behind which uh, there is just like a rail thin wildly overdressed um uh guy who uh, looks a little bit like dj quails uh but if he was like in his like 60s so just kind of like um largish nose kind of a triangular head mop of hair um and just wearing like thick heavy robes small mark of uh, of office um uh, sort of pinned uh to his shirt which is like three sizes too large so it's kind of like he's sitting under a blanket um, and he's just like feet up on the desk, just just tapping away, letting these these servitors work. Uh, his feet up on a, a massive tome with an uncracked spine, um, and uh, yeah, you get a lay of the land. You've not heard from Toby yet, uh, okay. but uh, you know you, you managed to get down here before Eli, so so you, you got that going for you at the very least. Pretty good. Um, meanwhile. Um, Eli, uh, you are approaching the the checkpoint um, that leads to the the central uh, elevator. Um, this central elevator is large enough that it won't take you. Like, it's not like it just lowers into a weird cold cellar, um, but it'll get you down far enough. And then there'll likely be another checkpoint, and um, yeah. you, you can go from there. Um, attending the, the checkpoint, there are a number of, um, of sort of inquisitorial stormtroopers uh, standing at the ready, as you'd expect. Um, but there's also a couple of irregulars. Uh, this is clearly a spot that is important enough. Uh, the Graves has assigned uh, a sort of members, probably of, of his wide retinue, mm. uh, to uh, to guard it. So um, there's uh, uh, one uh, lady who is just like uh, think like um, uh, Scully and Hitchcock type from uh brooklyn 99 um but but mm -hmm. slightly slightly scarier um <laughs> so just kind of like a block of a head just kind of like a massive barrel torso um and uh just holding a massive axe um okay. that uh is uh it looks like at one point uh it was a power axe but the mechanics have broken down so now it, it's still got that like cool look it you know might have been wielded by a marine at some point but the, the mechanisms are busted it no longer has the kind of um trembling shimmering blade it's still a vicious weapon um and it still looks badass uh but clearly kind of a secondhand tool um and uh, decked out in kind of similar 
like wearing kind of the the livery of one of the inquisitorial stormtroopers, but almost like a bib. Um, because mm-hmm. in no way does that fit her like big, you know, like bare arms, hold the axe, and then yeah. kind of like a bib apron of like a stormtrooper outfit just to kind of signal that she's with them. Um her uh companion is um a type that you've seen at the bar a lot, um, but also that you would recognize as trouble aboard the ship, um, from kind of your experience. Um, just like a hotshot gunslinger. Um, you know, she's got kind of the, the Han Solo side holster that's just kind of um casually slung out the side of her hip. Um, got a, a, a like a, a rifle slung over her back, um, wearing gauntlets, um, you know, a, a battered but still highly functional helmet, um, and kind of some uh, some light carapace armor that's definitely seen combat. Unlike a lot of the braggarts at your bar, yeah, this lady clearly knows her shit. Um but uh, for whatever reason, is is a member of the Red New. Um, they don't, you know, move to confront you or anything. Um, the stormtroopers step forward, as well as uh, an administrator um, uh, who, who kind of comes to meet you. Uh, but you can tell they're there in case things go go gotcha. bad, whether that's people coming down or people coming up or anything else. They're just there to make sure that stormtroopers don't get, you know, chewed up by whatever comes. Yep. Uh, so the administrator. Um, uh, comes out um, just a, like a, a bald, uh, incredibly average-looking man um, with one massive um, uh, rectangular uh, glass eye, um, which really just it, it, you could tell someone was trying something and it didn't quite work. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so almost rectangular. Wow. Yeah, so almost like having a screen uh, screen for an eye. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, like the inquisitorial uh, eye um, uh, tattooed directly in the middle of his forehead um, and just kind of like the, the faintest hint of, of a goatee. Um, he steps forward and uh, says, Hello, my name is Othful Dyer. I understand from the way you are approaching that you likely would like to ride the elevator. May I ask what your business is? Oh, and indeed, and Eli very respectfully, uh, he kind of straightens up, you know, said to fucking do this, um, and makes the sign of the aquila, and says, "Greetings, uh, fellow Ordo brethren, sister people, folk. Uh, yeah, gotta get in there. I'm I'm on a mission from my inquisitor. Yeah, you know that Valentine, who's uh been in been over here." Yeah, I gotta get I gotta get all the old stuff from my old inquisitor. He's dead now. S- sorry, you'll have to speak up. I'm a little bit hard of hearing. You're an inquis and then his his like square eye goes blindingly white. Um and is, he says sky oh, okay? oh my apologies, I didn't recognize you. Of course. Inquisitor, you're here for your old things. We've been expecting you, Lord Andronicus. Please, this way, this way, out, out. He like does the little hand scurry thing at uh, at uh, the the stormtroopers, um, and like the two, like the the, the brute with the the axe and the sharpshooter, both like um, immediately kind of snap to attention uh, and bow. Um, and uh, he says, please, please, uh, this way, this way, we'll get you everything you need. Uh, uh, come along, children, we have an Inquisitor to see, too. Um, and they pile onto the elevator with you, and... Um, yeah, Eli has, like, he's there, like, a moment of hesitation, just giving <laughs> a kind of, like, a, uh, and then going along with it, because whatever. This guy has obviously had a stroke or something with the white light, like, he's not... This guy's unwell, so... Just, uh, and let's just get on with this. With that, the elevator trembles uh, and, and moves. Um, and uh, he just says, We were so worried when you were late that you weren't coming. But don't worry. We'll get you everything you need, Inquisitor. Um, and uh, his like his eye glows like a warm pink uh, of, of kind of like just, you know, joy. Uh, and that, my friend, is how Eli Sharp became... The Accidental Inquisitor. <laughs> this episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, 
Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Borovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merch dice available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, and most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, Steve Weeze, D&D and Things, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. How much do you know about cryonic preservation? Cryonic preservation. The preservation of human beings at extreme low temperature. You mean like like uh, Walt Disney? I swear to God, if you say anything about Walt Disney's frozen head, I'm hanging up this phone right now. Swear to me, you've never heard of the Red Valley Seabolt until I just told you. I swear. You swear. Could you take your hand off my knee? Look, Warren, if they're sending the butter wouldn't melt new boy looking for Red Valley, it'll be for a reason. Trust me. People are losing their lives in this company. We pulled him out too soon. He is awakening exactly as we planned. He's dying on me! We're all murderers here. Bryony, you, me, that doorman probably. Guy on the corner there with a the neck tattoo. I bet he's killed someone. Would you like to cut his head off? I'm sorry. The saw is funny. Gordon, why are you sharing this stuff with me? Why are you smiling? I don't know. I smile when things get awkward. Get in your golden bullet, pick me up. You want to go to Red Valley? You want to go to Red Valley? Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley is available on all podcast providers. Do you want to continue?